Archimax login confirmed. Welcome to the Lodge. You've accessed the LodgeCast experience. Warning, warning. Dangerous spoilers ahead. Enjoy. Episode 64, Joker. Hello and welcome to a very hotly anticipated LodgeCast. I'm your LodgeMaster with me as always is Brother Bishki. Love that Joker. <laughs> Brother Lucas in the back. Why so serious? And perhaps a bit apprehensively tonight, Brother Zach. Much Woo! like the director of the film, I am here against my will. <laughs> <laughs> I was forced... To do the Joker. Yes, yeah. yes. Well... You made me do it. You wanted to make a grand return. The The fans have been clamoring for you. You wanted to make a return on a prestige picture. Yes. Because it's prestige season. That's right. But you find yourself here. Because I don't know how this happened. You, you've this been is no grappling. man's land. You've been grappling with this. This is an August release that somehow is happening in October. Yes. Yeah. And... We, we try to keep it muted. We try to not have any sort of outside interference swaying us as to how we're supposed to feel about the movie. You, on the other hand, take all comers. It is it is text. It's unavoidable. It this, is, is, this is the movie of the moment. Everyone is, is lobbing opinions at everyone in the, in, in the edge, I'm sure. <laughs> and it, it just, but really quickly... As you know, yes. I am no fan of comic book movies. Yes. However, Batman has always had a warm place in my heart. I've always loved the Batman movies, all the different versions the of Batman. them. Of the Batman. Um, <laughs> and so, look, I mean, it looks like he's ripping off a number of easily recognizable movies here, just from the trailer. Scorsese films, Fight Club, etc. But... At least it seemed like this one was geared towards people that are adults and go to the movies that aren't necessarily looking for, you know, the next installment in the Marvel universe. Right. So, so you're, I you're feel a like bit, I'm open to it. You're a I'm bit romanced into the world, but there's also a lot of other political baggage around this. That's right. That don't is, spoil it, though. It's unavoidable. Or, okay. I mean, we don't really even okay. know what we're getting I've been into. dodging reviews left and right here. Yes, we are. It's more, it's more Todd Phillips-like press tour that, that's been rubbing me the wrong, the wrong okay. way. No spoil. You know? We are the last people on the planet to see this movie. I, yeah, I am convinced. I, it's been out for six days, and everyone I know, everyone in the lodge everyone's has seen, seen it. it. Everyone's yeah. seen it. So we are a bit late to the game. But it is time to finally see it with our own eyes. And Zach, I hope I hope it surprises you. But uh, Joaquin Phoenix is one of our great actors. Yes, true. So, LT, let, do you co-sign on that? Oh yeah, no, I love Joaquin <laughs> Phoenix. But honestly, where I'm at, temperature-wise, 
is this just feels so rote. Mm. You know, it's like if you told me that Tom Hanks was playing Joker and Joaquin Phoenix was playing Mr. Rogers, you have my full undivided attention. <laughs> but if you say Joaquin Phoenix is playing Joker, I'm going to tell you I already saw that on Letterman when he was promoting Two Lovers back in 08, 09. So you're Two late Lovers, to, you're late great to, film. You're, you're late to the party. I'm still here, also great film. Yeah, so you, um, so you think this is also ran. This is, this is too... Too simplistic. It's easy, is what LT is. It looks pretty. I mean, look, it looks it looks pretty. It does. Um, I'm excited to see the aesthetic because I do love all those '70s and '80s Scorsese movies. But I don't think I don't think we're gonna get surprised here. You no. know, I don't Fishkin, think where, I think it's pretty much. It looks well, like, I like, like Todd, a duck. I like Todd Phillips. I th- I liked his comedies. I liked uh, his Gigi Allen documentary going way back. I saw great. that too. Old yeah. school, um, Starsky and Hutch, Hangover. Due date. I like all these films as comedies. So what can he do? For the record, for the record, I saw the first Hangover in the theater more than once. I think I saw it like two or three times. So we got some Phillips freaks. But Bishki, he claims now he can no longer make those comedies because of woke culture. So that's why he was forced to make this drama. Very that's, interesting. That's what we're walking. Very so that is that is why you sense my apprehension. Ah, of it. I'm kind of like. Fuck you! Why do I need to see a movie that you were forced to make because you can't make comedy? <laughs> Work a little harder because, in some ways, comedy has never been better. All right. Well, let's see what he's got on his hands here. Let's let the movie speak for itself as much as it possibly can. Okay. Being the chewed-over leech that it is at this point, that everybody's seen but us. I'm gonna get some popcorn. We are at the Vista, which Vista. is most one of my favorite theaters. It's the Probably giving it the best chance it's got to yeah. be great. This is yeah. the only theater to see this movie in. A packed just, crowd. It's just the aesthetic of it. Okay. We gotta get up. We, we gotta go for it. We yeah. gotta we gotta hit the vista. We gotta storm the vista. And uh Woo! Let's do it. Town Woo. needs an enema. <laughs> recording <laughs> and we're back from the joker or is it joker joker joker, joker. joker. straight up joker oh my god i mean even if this weren't a podcast we were just talking about this even if this weren't a podcast these ritualistic unpackings we have after these films that we consume it's therapeutic mm-hmm. and i i'm just happy that we have this resource <laughs> Hash it out, chop it up. What would we do after this film, if if not for this podcast? I was a little cranky. (laughs) I I realized flashing back over words we had before the movie, a little salty. I I was really taking in all the hubbub around the film. Yes. And then I went and got myself a chicken shawarma at Mm. the little pop-up stand. 
across the street from the Vista. And you and became docile. The, the gentleman told me uh, it, they could do it in three to four minutes. And I knew then, because the line was still around the building, I had a couple minutes to eat it. I went in, full stomach, happy, tapping toes. And then... Let's, let's do the Joker. Let's do Joker. Let's do Joker. Let's do Joker. It'll keep the happiness going, right? Brother Bishke, what's that Joker schnapps? From a Rotten Tomatoes, Joker centers around the iconic arch nemesis and is an original standalone fictional story not seen before on the big screen. Mm. Philip's exploration of Arthur Fleck, who is indelibly portrayed by Joaquin Phoenix, is a man struggling to find his way in Gotham's fractured society. A clown for hire by day, he aspires to be a stand-up comic at night, but finds the joke always seems to be on him. Mm. Caught in a cyclical existence between apathy and cruelty, Arthur makes one bad decision that brings about a chain reaction of escalating events in this gritty character study. A.K.A. somebody went to a double bill of Taxi Driver and the King of Comedy, did a bunch of cocaine, then smoked a lot of weed, and cranked this out. Yeah, <laughs> those movies. I mean, there's a lot of influences, but those, a lot of influences. Those those loom so the, large, yeah. and then he's you, not hiding it. He's casting Robert De Niro then, yeah, in, yeah, in, yeah. in the. If he didn't cast De Niro. Yeah. It wouldn't have worked. Right, right, yeah. right. So what are we doing here? This is an origin story, right? And I don't think this movie ever rises to the level of a quote-unquote comic book movie, as far as you know the outrageousness. Like it's. Pretty realistic. Grounded. Yeah. Yeah. Joaquin, first impressions? My God. Mac, <laughs> he's at the machinist weight. Machinist. Machinist. <laughs> <laughs> he he is definitely... He's concerningly thin. He's, yeah. he's how in, do you lose weight like that when you're a vegan? Isn't he vegan? Like, I don't understand how you how, survive. Like, how does your heart not just stop beating? They really make it part of the character. Like, these kids beat him up. When he's doing like a sign spinning gig on the street, which and the, which, 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 which was way too drawn out, like no one runs that far. Ever. <laughs> like just take a sign, beat him up, let's move the fuck on because by the time we get to the end, I am fucking done. All right, all right. Whoa. All but right, right, right. I bring it up just to say, when he's at work the next time, we see him with his shirt off, and right. you're seeing him from the back. You see his bruise. Yeah. And his shoulder blades, insane, are protruding out like wings. Yeah. Almost. Yeah. It's concern and his spine, but is it doesn't. So, but it doesn't like, work because out. I've seen the machinist. So it's like, what so are you, you can what never you... be skinny again, right? So it's like been there, done that. What twenty years Bale ago? did it. Like yeah, like when 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 was the machinist? It has to be twenty years, right? Yeah, but for this character, I think I think it's an interesting visual he, he companion. Brought, he brought more and more than just the weight loss. I, I do, you know. So fucking one note. It's I like I'll just lose weight. Think though that I'll just he lose physically weight. I'll brought weight, something I'll lose to weight. it. That'll be it. I think. I think. Uh, I think he brought more to it than I'll. I'll gain. I'll lose weight. I mean, I do. I think. Oh, I think from a performance level, I think he brought a, a lot. I felt a lot of De Niro and Taxi Driver in the early oh, yeah. going. Oh yeah, think, when he's think, pointing a gun at the TV, like that's another original well, idea that I uh, haven't seen I, before. No, 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 no. Just a moment. Just a moment. I would be remiss at this point. I thought the I, groundwork. I thought I would I would have to wait, but I would be remiss if I didn't mention that dear sweet brother Lucas was in pain throughout mm. this movie. Interesting. I was sitting next to Lucas and he was a live wire. <laughs> I thought he was gonna ah! go full joker on the theater. Wow. He 
he must have changed disgruntled sitting positions 400 times. He was covering his face. He was eating his hand. He was sitting forward, mm, contemplating the whole, the whole life time. the entire time. And I know I'm one of the big proponents of, Lucas, you got to stay awake. But if I had a tranquilizer gun, I would have put the boy down immediately. Down. <laughs> and it's out of love, Lucas. You were you were in such You know what's funny? It was a sold-out crowd. And at a certain point, I thought the entire audience fell asleep. <laughs> well, it's hard. That is a boring movie. That is a flat as a pancake, <laughs> latka what? fucking movie. That is a boring fucking movie. And what that speech you, at the end is, is fucking like, well, like a half, to the end. half-hearted fucking art okay. student. I forgot to do my homework. I'm gonna shit it out before lunch. I have a lot of problems I'm, with the movie too. I, but I, I'm not. I'm, we're not there yet. Listen, I'm not there yet. Guys, my bones were high at the beginning. Guys, listen. Anyway. Everybody, we're all on, over the place. Everybody on Earth has seen this, so let's just open the pen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Joker would would approve of this chaos. We're not going to go through the plot beat by there beat. There is no plot. There, there's no, there's it, no it, plot. Brother Bishki laid out the plot. That's yeah, that's when, enough. You know, that's it's character that's drama. It. Character there's, drama. They lay out a few breadcrumbs. Keyword on character. About there's no drama. Francis Conroy plays his mother, who he's now living with because he's out of the, the the loony bin. Yes, and. She starts. She's writing letters to Mr. Wayne. Reveal later that Mr. Wayne is is potentially uh, potentially the dad of Joaquin's character, and so he starts stalking the Wayne mansion, etc. Uh, he's already killed three guys. I forgot to mention. Yes, there is on the plot. subway. There is plot. But, yeah, yeah. But, <laughs> um, before we get into it, yes. though, the look of it. We're talking about. Joaquin's performance. I loved there, it. There, there is some nice things to discuss. I fucking loved uh, how, co- how this movie looked. Completely I thought the colors and the camera work was, was really tasty. I thought. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I think I think Todd Phillips has come along I could have watched. I could have watched the whole thing on mute and, and yeah. been engaged. Mm-hmm. Almost everything was shot really excitingly. Competently, right? Said money. <laughs> well, uh, no. I don't think it's just money. I think he had some ideas behind the look of it, but... I'm, you know, I, I'll, I'll throw him a. Sure. I'm not going to give him bones. I just mean in the metaphorical <laughs> sense. You're throwing him a metaphorical. I'm throwing bone. him some bones in the aesthetics of the film. Sure. I, I, I think it looked nice. Biscuit, it, were you vibing really with that? Really, yeah, I was, nice I was vibing with the, the look yeah. throughout. I don't think I have any any bone to pick with that. The atmosphere was there. Yeah, the atmosphere. You know was who there. would have been good instead of Joaquin Phoenix was one of their producers. Bradley Cooper. Bradley Cooper. Bradley Cooper. Coop-a-doo. Think about this. He's a he's a likable, handsome, smart, <laughs> talented, charming guy. Imagine if it was Bradley Cooper with with just himself. Like he's not losing weight. He's not he's not like leaning into it like Joaquin, where it's like oh, it's just basic Bradley. It's just Bradley from The Hangover. Except except, except he's going crazy. That might know? actually be jo- more scary. Joaquin's take and performance is the least of the problems. It is. Yeah. True. Exactly. Agreed. I mean, let's get back. Agreed. Yeah, Question: yeah. Zazie beats Academy Award. Utterly, <laughs> utterly wasted, like she was uh, in Lucy in the Sky. Amazing. She should fire her agent. So, Joaquin meets Zazie and her daughter in the elevator of his mom's decrepit apartment building. Her daughter's, you know, talkative, saying a bunch of stuff. Zazie gives the uh, taxi driver gun to the head with the fingers yep. mm-hmm. pull. They have a little moment. Then he proceeds to stalk her. She approaches his apartment that night, says, were you following me? Yep. 
I'm a stand-up comedian. You should come to my show. Okay. Roll call. How many people at this point thought that was a dream? Or him, him, his imagination? I didn't think it was. I, I didn't did. Th- I didn't think it was I was either. with. I was with the fact that it wasn't real from the jump. Were you? Okay. Yes. Because yeah, I, I was, was just yeah. like, this is just an incompetent love story. Because it made no <laughs> sense. It made yeah. no sense. They show, they show them in montage having a great time, and I'm like... There is no fucking way this woman is charmed by this no, freak. It, it's it's pro- like it's like Sybil Shepherd would have gone with De Niro. I mean, the, the taxi but that's driver. better. Taxi Driver is better because they do go on that. They go date, on the date, and it's yeah. amazing. It amazing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So if you're gonna ape Taxi Driver, at least take the best heart wrenching stuff from it. Mm-hmm. You know? Because he's yeah. playing it as in his head, because so much of the movie is what goes on in the mind of a lunatic. Sure. Uh, you know, or a serial killer in the making. That's his thesis, more or less. But, like, you know, because it's in his head, we never get more than a line or a taste. Right. Because it's not happening. He's not having fully so formed he, conversations. Right, so he head. can't fully give us a scene, or he'll pull, or he'll really show his right. hand that it's not so real. So she's basically so she's not, not a character. She's, she's not, not there. She's not even a character. She's she's completely she's wasted. Ma- it's imagine, like, yeah. it's, it's a travesty. It's she's crazy. the most beautiful, talented, like, charismatic. <laughs> like, she should have been the fucking Joker, right? <laughs> like, I'm serious. Like, I'm not that. joking. Like, like why you, not? You were such a fucking hack if you're like, get me Joaquin Phoenix for Joker, because that's like the dumbest, like lowest hanging fucking fruit I've ever seen in my life. I think he watched Atlanta mm-hmm. and really yep. liked it. And he's like, yeah, get her. Brian Tyree get Henry. Me, get Brian Tyree Henry for like one scene. One scene. Why? Why Just was to have Mark, him in there. Why was Mark Maron in, in, two in shots. the movie for two shots? <laughs> it's really bizarre when famous people... Because they got money, man. They and got he got money. Bill Camp and Shea Wiggum to play cops in two scenes. Yep. Like... Some of the best uh, Char- character yeah, actors they're they're all great. in the business. It's just like, showing what? it's showing you have good taste even if your script right. isn't it's showing, serving It's them. showing that your Hangover trilogy made billions of dollars and you can throw money around to make your movie a success. Lucas, Love and Light, what did you like about this movie? Don't be don't be <laughs> crass. Don't don't the be hot facetious. Heads, the hotheads out tonight. Hothead. He's thinking. Yes. He's breathing deep. Yes. I listened to you breathe deep for two hours. I like I like <laughs> the the little person. The yes, actor. he yeah. was great. He was he was really solid. Yeah, and that and that that moment uh, that they had. I don't I don't know if that's the salad dragon or what, <laughs> but I'm going to invoke the salad dragon because to me it was the salad dragon. A scene in a movie that is so bizarre, baffling, or transcendent that it instantly justifies the price of admission. Or Reese Witherspoon's leafy transformation in A Wrinkle in Time. Joaquin has has this cadre of fellow clowns that he used to work with. And there's one that he doesn't get along with that framed him, that got him fired. And then there's this uh, British little person clown who is the only one that's ever been nice to him. They come to pay him a visit after he kills his mom, and they bring him a bottle of booze, and he ends up uh, just out of the blue, stabbing the big clown with a pair of scissors in the neck and in the eye, and then slamming his head repeatedly into the wall until his head until up. Until CG blood starts squirting out, and it's like, why are you doing CG blood all of a sudden? And... So all that's left is him and, and the little person clown, and he tells the little person clown, hey, you can you can take off, you've been nice to me. He goes to the door, and he can't reach the chain lock. 
And so he's stuck in this bloody apartment. It's this awkward scenario. And that particular moment where the audience with us was allowed to give just a little bit of a laugh went so far. And it's it's a feeling that I feel like this movie was maybe going for, which is so tragic it's funny. I mean, that's the theme of the movie. It's, you know, take tragedy and make it a comedy. But the movie just isn't funny. Like, it's not, well, dar- like it's it's not darkly I mean, funny. But but imagine if there was more of that. Like, the place is covered in blood. Like I'm saying, like it's, it's, not, a, it's a sold-out audience, and we should all be just, like, at the edge of our seat. There should be tension. There yes. should be shocks, thrills, chills. I mean, there was a plot. That, that little person <clears throat> chain lock scene, should, there should have been one of those scenes every 15 it rare, minutes. It rarely hits that level. Dude, of, the first hour is in first gear. First hour, you're sitting there going, what? Like, first where, hour like, is the better half. <laughs> yeah, well, here's and here's though the problem, which is why do I give a shit about this character? Right. I am in the first hour starting to feel badly because he's getting beat up. He's a up victim on. of the system. He's a victim. Yeah. Oh, how could you not feel bad? But he's also he kills guys pretty quickly. Yeah. And he's not a very likable character, so he he tosses aside your empathy pretty well, quickly. Well, that's the other problem. And, and, he he kills them so early. And he doesn't do anything that crazy until much, much later. Right. And so you start on this high watermark of vigilanteism, and then it backs off for like 40 minutes. And, and it, he's just dancing around and twirling around and laughing. Yeah, yeah it's definitely it, got the Alex and Clockwork Orange problem, but amped up because he is dancing around for the last half hour. He's just, dancing a lot. And it's. And he's laughing a lot. It's silliness. I know the audience was probably eating it up, but. It is glorifying. I don't know. I mean, I won't be like they got to be responsible with this shit. But there's gonna be people that love this shit that are right incels. But here's, I guess one of my before we get into the thematics because I think we definitely should get into the thematics. But but just on the plot of it all. Yeah, there is so, no plot. There's right, no plot. I, I know, but but LT. But that's my. But that's what I'm trying to get to here. <laughs> is that there's like a series of objectives, right? Yes. He wants to go for the comedy career, so he goes to the club. Yep. He wants to find out. Oh, Wayne is my dad. I'm gonna look into that. He's got like these mini objectives. What is this character? I guess he wants to be liked and loved in society. But it's a really, like, kind of... It's a murky goal. It's a, mur- it's a murky... It's felt, but, like, what is the goal that this movie is moving him towards? It's it's, like, it's hard to know. <laughs> yeah, so we're just kind of following this guy, and we're living in his, in his hell. And after the first hour, when he's on the run, the camera work was interesting whenever he'd be on the run. Sure. He's kind of kind of following him at a high angle uh, racing on a steady cam like you know through a hallway that or wakes a you up wakes yeah. me up the, the music kind of slams in was, but the music was awful but like, like not just the music supervision like the tracks they use but the score they mixed so it loud. heavy heavy really well, mixed it loud so fucking embarrassing I would have been, been fine with the score if it was matching something as big as the score was telling us exactly was, exactly but the movie, Portentious. The movie is so relatively small for so long until shit just goes nuts that when you put those horn blasts and the he's Hans Zimmer like and, and it's just Joaquin farting around in his mom's apartment. It's kind of pathetic. They're jumping on the and, stairs. And, and I think we're getting at what it's just what the problem is because those dr- high key operatic cues 
have to do with the fact that we are watching the Joker. We already know, yeah. Right? And the audience has this... We have 10 hours, 12 hours of movies of him doing crazy shit. years of comic books and cartoons, we know who the Joker is. Right. So my question is, as I was watching this, is could this movie work if you stripped Gotham, Joker, and Wayne out of it as just king of comedy or you have Taxi Driver, but obviously a much poorer attempt at that kind of a movie. But you don't have a comic book movie. No, you call it, you you call it speck of a fleck. A great, <laughs> you don't have a great, satisfying, rising and powerful uh, character study. Yeah, no, I agree. You have something in the middle that's playing off. I was hoping he would use it like a Trojan what horse. We think about yeah. Like he was using the. I was hoping he was using Joker like a Trojan horse to tell kind of a modern day taxi driver thing. Yeah. But because of the Joker, the you know the, the um, baggage, the baggage Joker brings, and that he's got to start this movement and all that shit. That's when it kind of drags it down at the end. And the taxi driver stuff is just surface. It's yeah. all just surface, and then. Lucas, you're right. There, there is no real driving plot. He's in first just, gear for like ninety percent. It's just so kind of uh, first gear. It's just impotent rage against the world. And one yeah. note, well, one note. And, well, I, one I mean, note. I was pretty fascinated with Joaquin. I think Lucas nailed it when he said that Luke, that Joaquin's already done this with "I'm Still right. Here," right? And that whole how about what he did in the master? You, know, you were never really here. To me, is like ten times more riveting and interesting and dramatic, intense, and like all these things. This movie is not. He's going through this shit in the master. That character is mm-hmm. a lost child. Absolutely, in Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I thought of the master a lot. Yeah, yeah so he's been there. And yeah. here's my problem when we when you're talking about uh, Joker's movement that he created. So we have on one <laughs> hand, we have on one hand. The fantasized relationship with Zazie Beats, which is ridiculous, but let's right. right. So that's internalized. We've dealt with that as his imagination. Sure, fight and club. That's like the incel, the Fight Club scenario yeah, yeah. setup, right? Mm-hmm. He's the incel. He wishes he could be with the girls. So he just dreams it up, yep. but it's not real. The movement, in my mind, is like what every school shooter, lunatic gunman always thinks like they post their manifesto true, yeah. true, true. and they think there's they're part of this movement and that to me was disturbing because there is no like thousands of people dressing like them in the streets that would be in Joker's head and shouldn't have been real right mm-hmm. because in real life people don't follow wild like the Columbine shooters don't have thousands of people in the street in trench coats. Yeah, I celebrating. Felt, I felt that was very, that's not, very contrived. That's like bullshit. all of a sudden, yeah, like you give us no insight into the city at all, and all of a sudden it's like everyone's jumping on the bandwagon of like three Wall Street dudes. Yeah, and, and the it's call like, the call is is just this vague uh, rich people bad. So it's kind that's of, also really like. Like murky, unearned. And, yeah, it is. It's like, what is this? A semi satire on Occupy Wall Street, right? Yeah. but it's not. There was a resist sign that was upside down at one point. I got a glimpse of. Yeah, because I was trying to pin down the ideology. Because obviously, incels are kind of associated with alt right, but then you have 
Yeah, Occupy Wall Street is kind it's of in all, the mix. But they don't, but they don't show they don't show the class system. Like, it's yeah, all just Tom, a gumbo they're, they're, mixed up. Yeah, there's Thomas Wayne on TV going, or a bunch of idiots or whatever, but it's like you're not showing us the class right. disparity, right? It's like, why is Gotham so shitty? And, like, I mean, like, yeah, yeah. It, it, are the rich to blame? Are the autocrats just fucking well, depleting all the resources? Right. But like, we don't they don't say it. why they're out of money or the economy is so bad or if there was corruption or whatever, but the social worker that's giving him his prescriptions and everything is like, they don't care about you and they don't give a fuck about me either and like they, they should have they should have shown that like Wayne you know that he was embezzling money or he was he was they should there should have been like a reason why the city was out of money I mean, and couldn't give money to, to social services you weren't missing like, that Bishke no he's well, he's putting Trump in for or putting uh, Wayne as Trump a lot which is interesting a itself. little bit yeah a no little I'll, I'll bit. be saying only I can save the city and shit like that I wouldn't mind if he's if he's like divorcing himself from our own reality and and is kind of making, you know, bits of the left and the right extremes in these very in the movement. But he's being so character. directly. But there's nothing. He's not saying anything. Yeah, like that's the problem. And there's like, so many direct references to now that are just in a soup. So you're mm-hmm. just your head just kind of hurts. You're like, now I get Todd Phillips. I get that you're being a prankster or whatever, but. What what's the end game of this prank? You know, like what what am I supposed to feel at the end? I guess the Joker would say, you know, that's you just don't get the joke. Anarchy. Yeah. I guess. I well, guess Michael Moore said this was a masterpiece on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. Let's go with them Joker bones. Brother Bishke, lay on that love and light. Well, look, I knew it was going to be a Taxi Driver King of Comedy ripoff, and I was kind of ready for that, so I was just like, <laughs> fine. Like, whatever. It's If you think, you know, if you want to be Tarantino and just rip off movies wholesale, <laughs> that's fine. I kind of wanted a Taxi Driver for our time yeah. with some updates in the kind of thematic political realm, which I think we got. Right. I was, unlike some of us, riveted <laughs> by... By Joaquin for the first hour, yeah. just in terms of a performance separate from any sort of Joker DC universe sure. bullshit. He kept me in it. Uh, I don't think you know there was not a lot of plot going on, but he was fine. But but it started once he put on the Joker, dyed his hair green, and started getting into Joker, and just was dancing through his hallways and dancing <laughs> on the steps and dancing behind the stage, and that kind of shit. I was just like. No, this is... You weren't having it. I was just like, this is just, uh, yeah, it's it's off the rails. And, you know, when De Niro did get shot, I was like, I mean, it is a dark, it's a dark current running through this film. Some dark violence. It's dark-sided. That um, I hope will not be reenacted in any way. But I think it's culturally mm, uh, an event... <laughs> And I think it was very well directed throughout. Visually, uh, we'll give Todd Phillips and Joaquin two and a half bones. Two and a half bones from Brother Bisky. I'm imagining that's going to be the high bone mark for this uh, particular edge tonight. But we'll see. It should also be mentioned that we recently saw the 25th anniversary screening of Natural Born Killers at the Egyptian for Beyond Fest. And Oliver Stone was there in person, along with uh, Don Murphy, Juliette Lewis, and Woody Harrelson. And Stone was pissed because <laughs> Warner Brothers wouldn't allow them to screen his unrated version 
of Natural Born Killers, which... And then he did mention this movie. And, and like, then he's like, but Warner Brothers is fine with releasing uh, Joker with uh, increased security, so go figure. They're still afraid of my movie. Yeah, yeah. Kind of like in... And Stone was on drugs in the Q&A. Oh, man. Stone, it, was, it was an amazing <laughs> Q&A. Stone was unleashed. But, you know, Natural Born Killers very, very infamously was released to kind of the same feeling of, you know, people reenacting reenacting the violence from the movies so and yeah what's interesting too is like warner brothers in a million years i don't think would have ever allowed todd phillips to use the ip the way he did you know regardless of his billion dollar franchise that he he created for them but it's because of you know kevin feig and marvel mcu that like they're so desperate trying to to counter program to, to catch up yeah it's like it, he was just the right place at the right time. So I'm sure they came to him and was like, hey, like, help us. And he was like, all right, I have this idea. What if we did this? And they were like, oh, my God, do it. <laughs> and I'm sitting there in the theater tonight watching it thinking, like, God, could you imagine the Warner Brother executives that are like, we're going to fucking release this all across the world. <laughs> paying off. Four thousand. I know, I know. Off. Of course it is because it's the IP. It's 2019, the IP wars. It's but, like all people care about, intellectual property. You but know? when, so it's when like, people it's are title. going to this, like. That, that was my point is would you see this movie? Who would If it was called Speck of a Fleck. If it was called. Speck, speck of a, of a fleck. fleck and it's the same story but there's no Wayne origin or, right. or Joker nonsense it wouldn't it wouldn't be anything. basically the same movie maybe you cut about 10 minutes off the periphery of it and much like Michael Mann's Miami masterpiece Miami Vice it is not a masterpiece <laughs> Lucas take us through your bone journey I <laughs> love Tim Burton's Batman, '89 Batman. Like, <laughs> is I love that why? Is that why you're not in the so? same world? It's and, not in the same world. No, I know, I know. But like, I'm talking about the Joker now. I'm like, okay, I'm giving, okay. I'm giving you my my whole All rundown. Right, take it. And I thought a succession you know, of Jokers. Yeah, I thought Bob <laughs> Ringwood, who did the the costumes for Joker and and Tim Burton's movie, and you know Nicholson's performance and the makeup, like it's iconic, right? Like it holds up. I feel. And then, you know, years later, when The Dark Knight came out, I was so, I was, I hate to admit this, but I was so skeptical of Heath Ledger, because not many people remember this, but Heath Ledger was in Brokeback Mountain, mm-hmm. right? So you're thinking, like, wait a second, Ennis, like, this gay cowboy who's super sensitive, like, he's going to be a bad guy? Like, I don't know, like, I don't really, and then, boom, he shows up on screen and does that pencil trick, and it's like, I've never been the same. Like, I remember when I was watching The Dark Knight, like, I was physically uncomfortable when Heath Ledger was on screen. Like, he felt dangerous. Like, you were was... physically uncomfortable during this film, too. <laughs> but in a different way. Like in a, like, in a way where I wanted to, like, go to McDonald's and just, like, eat my feelings away. But, but, uh... Gotten, gotten into chicken but, but no, it's like... Straight. But my point is, my point is, after The Dark Knight, again, which is 11 years ago, it's like, that's it. It's over. Like, no one's ever, 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 ever gonna top what Heath Ledger did. I mean, he fucking died for it and won an Oscar for it. It's like Jared Leto and Joaquin Phoenix, you can all fuck off right back home and just fucking watch Heath Ledger because you're never going to top that. So to me, it's a fool's errand. It's like, why? Why? I mean, I know money. I get it. Money. We need money. They're going to pay full freight. I'm, I'm sure Joaquin got $10 million for this. I'm going to find out. I think but we I, have a new Joker origin story happening in the backseat right but, now. But yeah, so when I saw the trailer or heard about this before the trailer, I was kind of like, no, like, no, like, no. Like, no, just no. And I already mentioned this in the intro. You get Tom Hanks to do it. Okay, then maybe we'll talk. Then maybe. <laughs> Is this got, a live recap? You got, you got Tom Hanks doing it. Like, I'm interested. But sitting there tonight watching it, 
yeah, if it looks like a duck and walks like a duck and quacks like a duck and shits like a duck, it's probably a fucking duck. And in this case, a lame duck. One and a half bones. One and a half for, bones. Not for, bad. For, for okay. Joaquin Phoenix's weight loss, because I do love him and I, I do like watching him, but Great like actor. not like this, dude. Not like, bad, Lucas. I thought you. Were, I thought I, you were going way I lower. Thought we were getting the. I thought we were going real low. All right. Well, let's get out before he reconsider. I want to give it a woof. Trust me, I want to. Okay. But then I realized. But then I realized I was like, you know, I know the concept of Joker origin. It's like you make it like Barry Lyndon, except it's the Joker, and you follow the Barry Lyndon structure because yeah, Barry Lyndon starts out wanting to be a good guy. He's in love with this woman, but she she's in love with somebody else, and so then he then he like you know gets in a duel. I mean, like basically, yes, the concept could work. It could work. But not the way fucking sophomoric and never went to college. Todd Phillips like, yeah, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a dramatic director now. Capital D for dick. All right. Take a rest, Lucas. Brother Zach. Yes. What sir. do you got going on here? Well, <laughs> I wouldn't recommend it to a friend or a stranger. <laughs> so where does that leave you in the So bone? that's in, where I start. In the Old Testament bone count. That's where I, st- <laughs> I, that's where I start with the, with the hound, right? Yes. <clears throat> that is fair. So, I can't go below the Amorth line. That's a two. I understand that. I cannot go below the Amorth line because it just looks too good. The, the craftsmanship mm-hmm. of the people involved are at a level. The acting, you know, I, I just, it, it cannot be lumped in with the movies that are below the Amorth line. That said, everything else about it is below the Amorth line. The writing is sophomoric. And just and to be it, clear, the Amorth line is named after the devil and father Amorth, this film that we saw early. And in, I listened to the, the episode. Early of, in yeah. the run. And Bishke gave it two bones. Mm-hmm. Everybody else gave it a proper score of woof. <laughs> and I just enjoy it. How does that translate to bones? Two bones. <laughs> no. Oh. No. <laughs> no. Oh, what? It's, I'm not giving it like, I'm not saying go out and see it. Definitely don't no. go out and see it. No. But yeah, throw, it, throw no. it out on. Sleep on it. Throw on your Netflix. <laughs> no. No. If you want to go to sleep. That shouldn't even no. be on Netflix. It's going to be no. buried in Amazon no. Prime at best. Oh. Therefore, the Amorth line is two bones. And, you know, it's not always clear. And it's, it's, the Morth line is always <laughs> moving around. It's, it is blurry. It is it a is, mirage. It's, yeah, it's not, it's not always obvious to you. And I will say, you know, I, I was very cranky uh, about Mr. Phillips' press tour and all the bullshit he's been saying about uh, PC culture and everything. And it's like, you know, maybe you shouldn't just, like, be an asshole to people and come up with better jokes, you know? Mm-hmm. Because other people are making great comedies, movies, television, etc., and not making stupid He jokes. needed some chicken that, shawarma before he did those interviews. Yeah, so that said, look, he didn't do a, a terrible job of shooting the film, but the script has no juice. It has no fresh insight into this hot-button topic where we're saying we're going to look at people that have been outcast from society and try and understand them. Okay, that's fine to start with, but then where are you taking us? Right. Nowhere we haven't been. You know, it's easy to empathize with a person who's getting the shit kicked out of them and losing their job and having a a rough go isn't understood and isn't getting taken care of in society, um, needs proper medication and someone to really care and guide them. Okay, 
but then you don't take me anywhere. You don't provoke me. You don't have me asking any more questions about our society. You just have Joaquin dancing. And then you sat Off it, it in slow motion. That's right. And, and then you, and then you the exactly cats. you turn him into a rock star. You have him tap dancing around and killing people randomly. And then you make the whole city rise up and follow him for some half baked reason and basically fulfill every manifesto and fantasy of these deranged lone wolf killers. And uh, what value is there in that in mm-hmm. a movie? I would never watch this again. It was not an enjoyable film to watch. I just started to feel like like you, Lodge Master. Where, but where is this going? Give me something to care about, something to look forward to, something to wonder about. And the movie left me completely empty-handed. I can't give it below two because of the level of craft, but it really is a huge missed opportunity. And if this is what our culture is holding up as a big moment where art meets blockbuster you know fuck off <laughs> <laughs> oh my god so is that two it's two zach i i mean bravo bravo that, 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 is, was, that was a wonderful summer that is exactly the way i feel i'm hitting it with two as well and i feel like our prophecy of the movie not possibly being better than the trailer is fulfilled i thought the trailer was a work of art i thought it was beautiful and now that I've seen the movie, there was nothing new that I got from the movie that I didn't get from the trailer. Scene by scene, pretty much. Right. I could have saved myself two hours and just watched the trailer. Best shots are in the trailer. Best shots in the trailer. And I do have to say, it hurts to give it two bones because it looks good. Yeah. That, that just sucks. But... It looks so good. It'd be a lot of eighteen-year-old aspiring filmmakers to get, there to get the wool though, right? pulled over their eyes with this movie. I'm yeah. telling you, and I no, yeah. no love for Joaquin. I was I was entertained by Joaquin. I believed him. I believed him. Mm-hmm. You know, like I, I believed he was this guy. But at the end of the day, it's like, but you know, in service of what? Like, I felt gross when that movie was done. Me you too. know, I and still, yeah. the crowd. You know, there was there was applause, but. When a smattering of a applause. Smattering of applause, but you know, when the masses who are going to this movie come out of the movie, what are they feeling? Like it's kind of like when I came out of falling down when I was, you know, thirteen, which I saw in the theater, I remember walking into the grocery store and just being like, Huh, I kinda wanna beat up every motherfucker in here, you know? Yeah. It's like You forgot the briefcase <laughs> <laughs> You know, and I'm not I'm not that kid anymore, thank God. But, but there's going to be kids seeing this. There's going to be kids seeing And I'm not saying that it's going to, you know, inspire violence necessarily. I think it will, but. but it's the feeling that it leaves you with. Like, what is that? You In know? service of what is is the... If, if your quote was on the poster, it would be... <laughs> In service of what? Dash yeah. the lodge cast. That, yeah. that, that mm. truly, I mean, in service of what other than making money? I got nothing from yeah. this movie other than some you know montage friendly images yeah i think maybe that's why i'm a little heated is like towards the end you know when he was giving i'm going to use air quotes speech because it wasn't it was a fucking (laughs) half-hearted half-ass bullshit whatever all right but 
I just was like, you're trying to make us empathize with this guy. And it's just like, yeah, it's just, he's mentally ill. I don't empathize with him. Yeah, so yeah, exactly. Like, why, what are we doing here? Like, like maybe what, like, what show him working on the jokes. Yeah. So that we, he, we show he cares, he tried, and they just fall flat. Instead, you just give him this weird joke, one, laughing, one laughter joke. problem. They with get, one they, joke, we get over and over again. <laughs> that isn't very good. Give us a bit of a bit of his act. He has this That's book right. full of jokes that is so tantalizing. Like his book's pretty hilarious. Yeah. Like give it, give us some more. Like actually write. Or like they showed him in the audience of a different comedian, a comedian, and he was kind of taking notes or whatever. Yeah. Rip off that dude's routine and then fail at it and get called out on it, and maybe that would have been. There's, you know, more of a plot, a more motivation of a story, more for drama. There are more countless, more entertaining. There are countless ways to improve this script, and it's going to be such a big success that they're going to take no notes from That's this. Right. No, <laughs> That's right. I know. They're going to learn all the wrong lessons. There's going to be a movie say, yeah. called Robin, and it's just going to be like you know this this uh, acrobat who's like traveling across the country, strung out acrobat. Yeah, it's going to be like the Basketball Diaries <laughs> meets water for, water for Elephants. <laughs> Well, until until Gritty Robin comes out, it just it is what it is. And the beautiful uh, thing is, we got a season of gems and uncut gems coming our way. We do, yes, we yeah. Do. Lighthouse, I'm really looking forward. And to we're excited. All my we got we got some beauty. And you fans of, of Brother Zach out there, ooh, he's going to be a mainstay yeah. this awards season. Yes. So pucker up and get, get ready. ready. <laughs> Can't wait. Zach, thank you for joining us somewhat against your will on this journey it, through the Joker. I hope the shawarma made it somewhat worth your while. You know, any time I'm in the edge with you brothers <laughs> is uh, time well spent. There's so, a smile to my face and I don't have to force it. We I'm went, in the edge, on the edge. We went through so much darkness in the theater tonight, but there's so much love and light in the edge. I love you boys. Love Think, beats the demon. Yes. Let's go watch a comedy. Let's go watch, let's go watch a true comedy. And be kind to your fellow clowns. Love and yeah. light to all you clowns out there. Give a stranger a hug. Your call has been forwarded to an automatic voice message system. What's up, lads, brothers? This is Brother Nathan calling in for the Joker. Oh, my God. The great divider, the great debater. This movie is going to split us right down the middle. In a nutshell, I think this movie looks incredible, and I think it was an incredible, incredibly fantastic experience in the theater. I have not had something like this in a little while. Maybe since Taxi Driver, which I think is unfairly getting, this movie is unfairly getting compared to King of Comedy and Taxi Driver. It, it is steeped in that world, but goddamn, is that, those are the movies that rip off. If you're going to steal, steal from the best. And there's some incredible set pieces in this movie. I would like to highlight the first, his first kill, the three guys on the subway, is so well staged. I mean, the whole first act of the film is him getting attacked and and losing his job, and oh my god, all these vulnerable things you just kind of want him to react. But um, in that moment, he does, and he overreacts. Uh, but that dance that that punctuates the the scene is just incredible. I also love when his little friend can't get out because of the chain. I mean, guys, this is the right tone for a movie like this. They nailed, and and, and the movie is littered with certain things like that. So. For me, this movie would never be seen, would never, you would never have that experience if it wasn't under this banner of Joker. So I think it was, it was a worthwhile experience. So that being said, 
this is the cave. <laughs> this movie is the cave from Empire Strikes Back. You bring in whatever you bring in to a face. Uh, how you feel about mental illness nowadays and the care of it, you will face that. If you keep trumping up all these comparisons to Scorsese's filmmaking, you're going to encounter Scorsese in that cave. You know what I mean? And then there he is, Todd Phillips, like the guy that did due date and hangover. If you if you have that going into this movie, it's going to plague it. So it's three bones from me, boys. It's going to send a ripple like a shockwave over your soul. To you, boys, love and light, and we'll see you at the movies. Bye-bye. way down in old Vermont I've been tickled by almost everything I've been tickled by a feather I've been tickled by a wasp I've been tickled by a yellow bumblebee top what Heath Ledger did.